Today we have a living encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist, and he asks us, Who do you say that I am? And I urge you to reflect on that today in your prayer as one of your reflections. Who do you say that I am? What is your answer to the Eucharistic Lord? Don't rush into it. At the same time, don't, please don't just give the superficial answer. Well, you're the Eucharist. You're the Lord. You're Jesus. You're the bread of life. You're the Son of God. All those are true. But what does that mean? Because this question, who do you say that I am, is what we call the central question in Christology. That's a big word. The study of Christ is the central question he asks us. And how you answer that question is really how you know yourself. Because we're taught in Gaudium et Spes, number 22 of Vatican II, one of the dogmatic constitutions, Jesus Christ reveals man to himself. We don't even know who we are until we know Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the eternal word, so he's the second person of the Trinity, so he's infinite, and so you must continue to Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. You ask, seek, knock. But continue to seek the answer to that question deep within your heart, because the more you know Jesus, the more you'll know yourself. St. Augustine says, to fall in love with Jesus is the greatest of all romances. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in, I'm in a love affair. I'm in the greatest of romances. I hope you are. To seek God is the greatest of all adventures. We're on a great adventure. It's a journey. And to find God is the greatest of all human achievements, and that's the truth. I want to share a couple things from the heart. Uh, people always appreciate that in retreats. Um, I hope everything's coming from the heart, but not just staying up theologically. First of all, I, I had this opportunity one time to meet with a, a very holy man, renowned for holiness. And, you know, anytime you're going to meet with a holy man, you really are looking forward to it and, and you want to ask a question or two and you want to get wisdom from them. But I remember having the opportunity to meet this person, and he just kept asking me about me. And, and, and I kept trying to get answers from him. But I, I, I kindly answered his questions. But I already knew about me, I thought. I came there to get guidance. And at the end, after an hour, basically, all he said was three words. The journey continues. I'm thinking, I came all this way to hear the journey continues. You know, imagine if, like, you know, you knew there was this holy man way up on the top of Ma the Himalayan mountains, and you went all the way over there 
to, to the Himalayas and you climb a mountain and there's this holy man you're going to meet and you're going to seek wisdom from, from God. This, this monk has been up there in communion with God all these years. And you get way up on the mountain and, and all he says is the journey continues. You might feel like saying, yeah, the journey continues. I got to go all the way down this mountain and back to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> but the more I think about it, it's so true. The journey continues. I mean, the revelation of God, this mystery, it's a mystery of love we're entering into. The journey continues and, and the search must continue. So another thing I want to share from the heart is, one of the greatest revelations God has given me personally ever. I don't share this that often, but before I went to the Philippines, I had the chance to serve at Hansville, Alabama, where Mother Angelica and the sisters were. Uh, I used to cover for the, the friars when they would go on their annual retreat after Epiphany. And I'd be there for a week, and so the, the Christmas season was ending, and I needed to get back to my parish in South Texas, knowing that I was going to go to the Philippines and be the rector, the formator for the priestly candidates in our community. And I waited all of the Christmas season before I left to go up there to where there's one of the most beautiful statues of the child Jesus, the newborn Jesus, on his little throne in this canopy with his beautiful crown and his arms open, and, and, and I went up there and I, I said, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? I meant it. What do you want for your birthday? I mean, if you have a real relationship, and you know, I mean, that's how it is. And I said, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? And I know this was from him. Because I, I wouldn't have come up with this. You know what you know because you know what you know sometimes, right? Those are the best ones. And he said, glorify my father. That is my life now. And the more I, I, I study the life of Jesus, that was his whole life, glorifying the Father. So I'm so privileged, especially as a priest, to have that instruction from Jesus. But I remember getting on the plane, flying back to South Texas, and, and what I'm trying to share with you is the need to keep searching and going deeper in the journey. When Jesus says, who do you say that I am? This, this will help you. In the same way, when there's a revelation that comes to you from God in your prayer, hopefully during this retreat, it might be as, 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 as short as three words, like glorify my Father. Whatever he says to you, that's for you. And so I started asking myself, this is how prayer works. And remember, the, the gospel began, began, Jesus was praying in solitude, so I'm also trying to share with you how to pray, because Prayer is at the core of the identity of Jesus. That's, that's a teaching from Pope Benedict. The dialogue with the Father is the core of the identity of Jesus. Do you believe that? As a matter of fact, Pope Benedict said that on the Mount of Transfiguration is where we really get to see the prayer life of Jesus. That glimpse of the ray of God on the Mount of Transfiguration is where you start to see that communion between Jesus and the Father. Just a ray of that prayer life, okay? And so I asked myself, I didn't say self, but I said, I asked myself, self, <laughs> what does it mean to glorify the Father? I mean, I had to ask that question. I had a lot of ideas, 
And I, I, I arrived in Corpus Christi, Texas, and I went to our Adoration Chapel, and I opened up my meditation book. I use Divine Intimacy as a Carmelite meditation book. I've used it for seven years now. It's changed my life. I highly recommend it. But whatever God leads you to, Scripture is a great way, Lexio Divina, or in conversation with God. Other people use imitation of Christ, but I use Divine Intimacy. And I happened to open up the book, and it, it took me to John 15, and it said, by this my Father is glorified, that you become my disciple and bear much fruit. But then I had to ask the next question. So what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? And what does it mean to bear fruit? And I had ideas, right? The fruits of the Holy Spirit and what it meant to be a disciple. But you got to keep going deeper. And over my life, I've been, I've been searching. I'm going to search till I die. Pray for me that I, I understand what it means to glorify my Father. I've come to see recently, only this last year, I'm, I'm always looking for the answer to this question. In John 17, Jesus says, by, I glorify my Father by completing the works he gave me. And that was to go to the cross. So that's another way to glorify the Father. But then I realized also in the Philippines, in serving the missionaries of charity, as I said, you know, when Jesus appeared to Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, on that train in India, and he said, come be my light, he said, I want you to go in the holes where people live where they don't want me because they don't know me. That was the essence of his communication with her. Come be my light. Go into those holes. Imagine the hurt of his heart. Go into those holes where people don't want me because they don't know me. He wants everybody. If you know Jesus, you're going to want him. But most people don't know him because when he says, who do you say that I am? You know, well, you're Jesus. Well, okay, that's true. But who is Jesus, right? Keep going deeper. That's part of this retreat. Who is the Eucharistic Lord? Love made visible. Go deeper, deeper, deeper. That's my main point here. I'm just sharing with you my own journey. So things will be revealed over time. I'll talk about time. We heard that in the first reading. There's a time for everything. Sometimes I have to back off and just say, okay, I have this revelation. You know that by this my Father's glorified. You become my disciple and bear much fruit. Later I learned, you know, complete the works the Father's given me. Later I learned, go into those holes, empty myself, become poor. By that, my father is glorified. Wow, that was a hard one because I I was always thinking glory also kind of related. I'll share with you. You know, my own little glory was in there as well. You know, the things I enjoy, you know, preaching and converting the multitudes and, you know, the big visible things. But to go into those holes, I mean, Lord, you want me to glorify you by going into those holes? And I had to admit, you know, I'd like to, I'll stand outside the hole and I'll throw in solutions. I'll throw in a catechism, I'll throw in the Bible, I'll throw in, you know, other teachings. I'll even throw in some food if you're hungry. I might even throw in a rope. But to go in that hole? The Lord freed me from that hole I was in, in my life, in my journey. I don't want to go back in that hole. I'm afraid to go in that hole. But that's where mankind is, most of mankind, honestly. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'll go in that hole. And I used to, you know, I'll go in there for an hour, Lord. 
you know, but get me out of here. (laughs) If you really love and love made visible, you go in that hole and you love them and they see that love is made visible. It's hard. That's why we need the Eucharistic Lord because he gives us himself so then we can carry his light and glorify the Father. So my motto of life, I urge you also to think of a motto. I'll share with you my motto. I don't share it that often, but I will. My motto, everybody should have a motto. Glorify my father and honor my mother. That's it. That's my life. That's a pretty good life. You have your own motto. You know, Mother Teresa had I thirst, and you did it to me. Pray on a motto. It might be love made visible. So who do you say that I am? Jesus was in prayer. In prayer, this is going to be revealed to you who Jesus is. Don't just stop at the surface. Yes, it's a great answer that he is Jesus. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter answered that way. And I, on this rock, I will build my church, Jesus said. How great. But then right away, then when Jesus is speaking about the Paschal mystery that we've been talking about, going to suffer and die, you know, suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised, it didn't go into the rest. But you know what happened. Peter pulled him aside and said, we're not going into that hole. <laughs> it's a different translation there, but... You know, we're not going there. You're Jesus. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. We're going to have an earthly kingdom. Who do you say that I am? Jesus is the one who's telling us who he is, right? Eucharist, Lord, you tell me who you are. In the word, you tell me who you are. The word becoming flesh, you reveal who you are in a special way in communion. And then even the, you know, looking at the crucifix, I know who you are. But that love made visible in the Eucharist. So, let's now take it to a very good reflection. In addition today to the question of who do you say that I am. Here's here's my question for reflection for you as well. You can spend some time on this or wherever the Holy Spirit leads you. Maybe some of the things from the conference this morning. But do you see love made visible in the appointed time for everything? Was love made visible when there's the time to be born? Yeah, I can see that pretty easy. Is love made visible when there's a time to die? Absolutely. Would you actually want to live to be 458 years old? I mean, really? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't need to disclose my age. I'm not super old. But, I mean, really? Carrying around this body till I'm 458? No, thank you. You know, give me that glorified body. And the only way to get to heaven is death. It's love made visible. Honestly. And dying to myself here on earth, I'm freed to enter that love. I could go just, you know, I could go just off on that. Do you see, the main thing is to take this, this, this passage, do you see love made visible in all of this? The time to plant and the time to uproot the plant. And when God is working and God is God, remember, when he's doing these things in your life, are you seeing love made visible? And human nature is, you know, 
Half of these will say, yes, I see love made visible. But the other half, hey, trials and temptations and persecutions and struggles are great gifts. They're a challenge. The call to go into those holes is a great gift. I need the Eucharist to go in there. I cannot do it. But it is all love made visible. It brings me to be one with Jesus. And that is the summit of my life. The source, the center, the summit of my life. Amen? So you reflect for yourself. As the Lord, the Eucharistic Lord, looks at you today and says, Who do you say that I am? Let the Holy Spirit lead you into that and, 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 and keep, keep searching for the answer your whole life. The journey continues. But in addition to that, do you see at every appointed time of your life, love is made visible? And right now, you have this wonderful appointed time of a, a couple days of retreat. So again, stay in the retreat. Okay? You know, there's... there's the Greek words St. Augustine reflected on time where chronos, which is chronological time, meets kairos, right, eternal time. And we could go into all these different things of time. I, I'm not here again to have a retreat that is going to make me sound like I understand different languages and it's all theological and it's all to make me feel good about my personal reflections. It's about what God's speaking to your heart. And the key question he asks you is, who do you say that I am? And do you see my love made visible in everything in your life? Your whole life flows from God's plan of love. Everything. There's a time for everything. And love is to be made visible in it all. And your mother Mary will help you understand that. St. Wenceslaus understood that even though he was a king in Bohemia, which is Czechoslovakia. He was even killed by his own brother. He's a martyr. But he knew there was a greater kingdom. He, he knew there were greater transcendent realities. And he knew that love is the only thing worth living for, to be honest. What would life be without love? And that Jesus' love made visible. So Jesus was the source, the center, the summit of his life. And there was a time for everything. But we continue to honor him to this day because he came to understand that. So again, your reflections for today. Who do you say that I am? The Eucharistic Lord asks you. And then do you see love made visible in all the times that are appointed in your life. 